Hey, it's Emma. I don't know about you, but it feels like January is already over. I mean, I know it's only the 4th, but like, how did we even get there? Right. We got here too quickly. We're already here. We didn't know it was coming. And it's it's already <laughs> done. Hi, my name is Jolie. So Bryson asked me, what's the thing that you do to like get ready for your performance? And I was like, well, I scream at my kid all day. <laughs> I don't really, but I do talk much louder than I anticipate most of the time. And I don't sleep the night before. That's real important to me. Don't <laughs> Step sleep. Step one, don't sleep. <laughs> and then test your mic for longer than normal. Me testing all different levels like test, 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 test. And then <laughs> get ready real quick. And then go on your horse. You feel like winded a little bit. This is a good warm up. I've never felt more aware of my throat when I do this warm up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like the opposite of what you're supposed to do. But he was like, you know, we have throat coat, right? So I'm like I'm drinking. Oh, that's what you're drinking. I'm right drinking now. my tea. My throat that's coat like tea. Serious with honey. Uh, winter vibes. Yeah, such winter vibes. Um, my throat coat tea also is an astronaut. Oh, I love that. And we all know that astronauts are shills paid for by the government. What's a shill? A shill is a person who's essentially paid to lie. Oh. A paid actor who might occasionally do some real work. That makes sense. I mean, because the moon landing was fake. We all know that. There are people living inside of the moon. Well, the moon's not really a moon. Moon. Isn't that where the reptilians live? Yeah, but isn't it like a spaceship? <laughs> where are we? What is life? Also, can you see how hard I'm trolling right now? I was like, oh. <laughs> I know what I'm going to do. Prominently <laughs> good... displayed in the backgrounds. I'm going to go ahead. That was a good segue. Have that. <laughs> so yeah, today we're going to be talking about flat earthers, but not just flat earthers. Flat earthers who have become kind of enamored in this weird blood magic cult practice. <laughs> Yay. You're welcome. Smash that unsubscribe button. <laughs> While you have the chance. No. This is super interesting. <laughs> I think it's really fascinating. Um, but the more I started reading about it and the more I kind of listened to people talk about it, the more I was like, well, this is just always depressing, man. Mm. How awful must it be to think that everyone in the world is lying to you to keep you a slave? The amount of fear that goes into like all of these belief systems. It's just a lot. I can't understand how anyone gets it. Well, I think I told you this already, but I was watching the news with Benny and it was like all these reports about like COVID and just stuff like that. And he's like, how do we know that any of this is real? He's like, we only see this information like on this box in our house and yada, yada, yada. Right. And I was just like, we, I can't even talk to you about this. Like, <laughs> as much as I think that's like totally nuts, it's also like really scary. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you take into consideration the fact that a lot of what we think we know, we are just told and then we accept. Yeah. It makes sense to be skeptical. I feel like there is a difference between being skeptical and just being unwilling to accept sure. that anything but what you believe in could be possible. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk all about it. Let's do it. So let's talk about Flat Earth 2.0 because, you know, before we were able to look at the way things moved around in the sky and think what exactly is the center of our universe and like where we fit into everything. 
Before all of that, there was the idea that we were a disc in the middle of the universe and that everything revolved around us. Yeah. I mean, that's how it is, but I'm in the middle of the universe. Yes. Me specifically. (laughs) And then the flat earth. (laughs) Then you. Sorry. (laughs) Duh. And then like the sun and the moon and everything, it's all going around us because we are the center of our own little galaxy. People did believe in flat earth, but since like the time of Plato, that hasn't been a thing. They still kind of went back and forth on whether or not earth was like the center of the universe at the time. But everyone accepted that it was like a ball. There's some waffling back and forth between different groups. But generally speaking, it was an accepted truth for whatever that's worth until the 1800s when a guy named Samuel Robotham, probably mispronouncing that, decided that, no, this doesn't make sense with my belief system, which is, you know, Christianity. He wanted to prove that the earth was a disk. So he said in a leaflet called The Inconsistency of Modern Astronomy and Its Opposition to the Scriptures. Real catchy title. (laughs) Yeah, very direct. He said, Bible, alongside our senses, supported the idea that the earth was flat and immovable, and this essential truth should not be set aside for a system based solely on human conjecture. So he created the Zetetic Society in England and New York, and he shipped thousands of these pamphlets everywhere. So after he died, Lady Elizabeth Blount established the Universal Zetetic Society, whose objective was the propagation of knowledge related to natural cosmogony and confirmation of the Holy Scriptures based on practical scientific investigation. What does the Bible say about the earth being flat? I don't remember anything specifically about the earth being flat in the Bible. Like you have read the Old Testament because the Mm -hmm. Old Testament is the same for Christians and Judaism. That's where it talks about how the earth was formed, supposedly. And it never says the flat earth was formed in seven days. But it also didn't say the round earth. Yeah, it didn't say anything. It just said like God created the world in this amount of days. He did this on this day, this on this day, blah, blah, blah. It talks a little bit about Eden. But there was no specification between flat and round. I don't believe so. I mean, if there was, it seems as though it was it was very likely just to be read into. And it wasn't like the point of the whole thing was to say this is an absolute truth. God created a flat pancake world because they didn't have pancakes. There's something green and then there's a description of it, but it doesn't say it's green or yellow. Right. So that means it's yellow. <laughs> We've talked about this before, how people did not really recognize blue as a color in a lot of different ways. So it would be like the wine colored sea instead of Mm -hmm. like what we would think of as a blue sea, because blue just wasn't like an easy color to come by in materials. Like it it wasn't an easy dye to make. So people just Mm -hmm. didn't see it. Well, yeah. And that's why like lapis lazuli or whatever it's called was like super expensive. Yeah. Knowing that so many things in the Bible are described in ways that only make sense if you're looking at it from the future being like, okay, well, they had to have meant this because Mm -hmm. this is the only thing it could possibly be. And even then we still get it wrong. So it's like Mm -hmm. looking at stuff like that, you have to say like, oh, they didn't know what owls were. So they called them this. Yeah. But yeah, I I don't remember anything being specified. That being said, I am a lousy Christian and that I am an atheist. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know shit about the Old Testament. I took like a history book class, though, or some shit in college. And we read the Bible. It was like part of the class. It is a dry read. 
Oh, yeah. It is very challenging. And it was written yeah. by so many fucking people. Even if it's 100% true, it's written in so many different perspectives. Mm-hmm. How could you possibly know which one is like the one? There's no room for any sort of error. Right. What's that expression? It's like there's his story, there's her story, and then the truth. But in the Bible, it's like there's his story and his story and his story. <laughs> <laughs> right. Someone once told me, God can do anything. You think he can't get a book right? And I was like, God didn't write the fucking Bible, man. I don't know how to tell you this. Dudes wrote the Bible. Mm -hmm. Even if God was dictating it, we still have free will. Don't you think they inserted their own shit into it? Absolutely. Okay, so all of that shit happened, right? But this was all late 1800s. Yeah, they didn't know anything then. You know, before people really had easy access to like educational materials and before education was mandatory, for Mm -hmm. what we consider like first world countries. I fucking hate that as a concept, but whatever. That's a first world problem, Jolie. (laughs) You hating that concept? First world problem. I know. I am so (laughs) white right now. (laughs) That is so dehumanizing. As I drink my throat coat tea, probably packaged by like poor children in a third world country. You're probably right. I'm drinking an aperitif right now. I don't even know what that is. It's an Aperol and soda and grenadine. I don't know what any of that is to, together. Is it like kind of like a, a spritz? Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, well, it's sort of like an Aperol spritz, except that Aperol spritz has Prosecco instead of soda. Cool. You're just saying words now. <laughs> I'm drinking like a really, like an alcoholic Shirley Temple right now. Like you're not even supposed to put the grenadine in. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> I support you a thousand percent. I love it. Thank you. We excuse all of the like flat earth talk when it's from a long time ago. It's a very arrogant thing that we do where we're like, oh, well, they didn't know any better. Totally. Yeah. There really never was an excuse other than just being like, I don't like that this doesn't line up with my personal belief system. Mm -hmm. But once the internet started, people had more access to other people who shared in their conspiratorial belief systems. Everyone's fucking with us. You know, the president's Mm -hmm. a reptile. Oh my God, you know that I like get into this stuff. You know what? I enjoy listening to it, but I think the problem is when you think that everything is fake, you treat real people with real problems like they're fake too. Mm, yes. That's kind of the same thing that we've seen with people who have these crisis actor beliefs. And that's kind of what he and I had gotten into, you know, because I'm like, what about like these morgues, like these frozen morgues, you know, or not frozen morgues, but like these, these trucks that have become like freezers for dead people. Like that's all fake. Right. You know, like how are you going to fake 350,000 bodies? But I think what he believes is that it's like, well, I don't even think he believes that this is like, you know, five dabs in <laughs> into the night, just like super stuff. Like a hypothetical. Totally. But that it's like, well, there's human sacrifice. I mean, if I think hard enough, I 100% can be like, oh, we're in a simulation. And every yeah, once in too. a while, when we think that we're seeing like a ghost, it's really like a glitch. And we're seeing like an overlaying simulation because a computer is running too much. Yes. And oh my God, I got so angry with it. But <laughs> <laughs> like the concepts are there, right? Where it's just like we're we're in over overlapping realities. And I can I can totally get into some like hypothetical thinking. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, I realize that everything that I'm doing involves me thinking that this world is real so that I can treat people like humans. Mm. 
and act in a way that is responsible just in case. And I don't feel like that makes me necessarily a sheep. I think it's just like me hedging my bets. Chances are we're not in the matrix. (laughs) Or are we? (laughs) Oh my God. The internet really allowed people to connect and to be conspiratorial together. And a lot of the shit that we're seeing now really has to do with just people having free reign and a lot of support to create theories where they wouldn't necessarily have been able to socially. Well, you can't find like all the rest of your fellow tinfoil hat. Exactly. As easily. Exactly. If you were in a situation where you believed that reptiles ran the world, that the earth was a disc, that, you know, the president was a reptile, that Freemasons ran everything, that there was a separate reality below our earth that was a heaven on earth, but our reality was like tainted. But if we put our blood on a piece of paper and put it on YouTube, we were going to be saved. If you told that to anyone, they'd be like, we need to really get you some help because you are not doing okay. You're not okay (laughs) right now. You lose your social community when you start talking like that. So Mm -hmm. in no other time would this have worked the way that it works now because they don't really have to risk losing everything to have these crazy beliefs. You know, it's, it's really sad to me to think that so many people do sacrifice their connections to their family, to their community, just by having these beliefs because the minute someone says, I am a flat earther, your first thought is, you are a crazy (laughs) and I'm not interested. Or like if someone starts talking about like reptilians or the matrix, you're like, okay, dude. Oh my God. But I'm so guilty of that. I'm so guilty of it. Yeah. But when you bring it up, it's like, what if? It's not like I believe this and we're all like living in a lie and you need to spill your blood and become one of the 144,000 strong. It's like, whoa. Totally. Yeah. It's like, what if? Okay, let me preface this with I sound like a nutcase, but... <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, there there is a like legitimate difference between engaging in the hypothetical versus truly 100% believing that this is a thing that is happening mm-hmm. and that everybody around us is just, you know, they're all sheep and they don't see, but I see. It's like you've already separated yourself from everyone around you and now you're making yourself a loner. Mm-hmm. And think about how horrifyingly lonely that kind of existence could be, even yeah, with the internet. Because of like 4chan and like finding like like minded individuals. Absolutely. And then the other thing is like the more you allow yourself to believe in one conspiracy theory, you're more susceptible to believing multiple conspiracy theories. Because once you believe that everybody's lied to you your whole life, the earth is a disk and all the governments are covering it up, then it's not that much of a stretch to say, well, why would all the governments work together? Because they're all reptiles. Totally. Yeah. You have to figure out a reason in your mind to make all of that make sense for you, right? Mm hmm. I mean, in a time like right now, though, it's like with so much misinformation being online, it's like it doesn't even seem like there's a very easy to find baseline level of truth. So I feel like what tends to get in the way of people fully trusting in establishments like the medical community or scientists or the government is not just that there have been some bad actors, because for sure there have been bad actors. And I even find it very difficult to trust establishments. Oh, yeah. I have to weigh out constantly, like, how much do I think this person is gaining from this particular thing? And I'm Mm -hmm. not right. I have no fucking clue. (laughs) But, 
you know, I am definitely very skeptical of people in positions of power because reasons. Yeah, because we only get our information <laughs> from like a little box in our house. Right. And otherwise, we don't know what's going on. Exactly. Where was I going with this? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I got I off on either. a fucking tangent. But yeah, I, I think I was saying something to the effect of like, when you are mistrustful of any community, whatever information you get, if it ends up being wrong, you assume that it's because they lied to you or they don't know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Not that just like us, they're just figuring shit out. Mm -hmm. They're just trying their best. When they have more information, they'll give it to you. But this is what they're working off based on what they know. And that's mm -hmm. every single scientist. That's everyone in the medical community, everyone in government. It's like, these are our best guesses right now. And that's been like super relevant with the virus. Yeah, because it changes from day to day. But like with the flat earth stuff, like that isn't changing from day to day. It isn't. But like once you <laughs> dig your heels in, it feels almost impossible to release it. And you'll see as we go, it doesn't matter if other people are giving them evidence or if they're creating the evidence themselves through their own research, mm -hmm. their own experiments. They don't believe it. If their experiments say anything other than you are 100% right, the earth is a disc, yeah, we're living totally. in the matrix. I've some of these YouTube videos of like people doing these tests and it's just like, that didn't work. Like, that didn't <laughs> do what you thought it was going to do. Like, how are you excusing this now? Like people buy these expensive ass machines mm -hmm. to try to prove that the earth is a disc because if it does X, Y, Z, then clearly it's not round and spherical and then it doesn't work the way that they think it does and in fact it proves the very opposite mm -hmm. and they're still like well I have some questions about it. so it's not like they're working to just say I want to know the truth it's like they're working just to prove the thing that they already believe and they're mm -hmm. not interested in any other evidence they just don't care I, I have this belief and now it's mine. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I guess I get it. If you are part of a community like the Flat Earthers who seem like pretty tight knit as a group in general, well, as tight knit as you can be with like thousands of members, when you're part of that group, it must be alarming to think of removing yourself from it. So it makes sense to me that you would kind of dig your heels in and be like, if I don't have this, I don't have anything. Everything that I've worked for is a lie. Yeah. I don't know if you watch that like Scientology documentary thing, but it's like that. That is like a whole other level. When someone tells me, I know that this is true because a man who wrote science fiction said it was true. <laughs> like my automatic thought is just like, are you fucking kidding me? But like when you've done the work for that long, it makes sense. Like you don't want to give it up because mm -hmm. you it makes you look like an idiot. Well, I forget her name, the lady that's doing the series. Leah Remini? Yeah, and I mean, she was like hella into Scientology. And I was yeah. like, I don't believe it. And they're like, she's the devil. <laughs> and it's like a legit scary cult. Like the mm -hmm. shit that they, the psychological warfare that they do on their ex-members is, is enough that mm -hmm. I can understand why people wouldn't want to get out of it. Totally. Why people would be like, I'll just die in it. Uh, you know that there have been flat earther conventions all across the globe. <laughs> Doo <-doo -tsh. laughs> There have been a lot of experiments that have gone horribly awry, one of them being that a man built a rocket and then the rocket crashed to the ground and he died instantaneously. This was his second rocket that he built, by the by. Because he thought he could just like keep going straight? He thought that he could go up in the air high enough to prove that the Earth was a disk. Now, mind you, photographic evidence of the Earth being 
the shape that it actually is is not enough for people, but they still want photographic evidence. <laughs> but our photo. It's not good evidence if a NASA astronaut from space is like taking a selfie in front of a round Earth. That's not good enough. But it is good enough if some like podunk guy in a <laughs> barn made <laughs> rocket goes into the sky and kills himself for a photo. So stupid. I understand the skepticism of like, well, you can fake a photo. Well, yeah, you can. And there are a lot of photos that have been faked that are very convincing. So I get it. Mm -hmm. Be skeptical. Don't be Mm -hmm. dumb. Let's not be dumb. Use your brain. So there are a few things that they believe as far as the modern flat earthers. It all kind of links back to the biblical like dinosaurs aren't real. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that stuff. (laughs) That shit. They believe that the Garden of Eden is in Antarctica and that there is a hole through the center of Antarctica. A garden in Antarctica? Where else are you going to put it? We can't just go to Antarctica and check on it, except that we totally (laughs) can. They believe that there are armed guards at the border of Antarctica keeping people from visiting Antarctica, even though there are tourists in Antarctica all the time. Oh my god. The only thing that they continuously reference about Antarctica specifically is that there's a treaty, but the treaty is just that people can't build shit there. Like nobody can drill, nobody can build bases there, nobody can use it for anything. All of these superpowers in our countries have gathered together and said like, nah, we're not touching this shit. Because there's like a lair underneath. Because there's like a lair. Like, well, you can like use radar to determine. It's like, well, that's not what you said, though. Like the goalpost is always changing. You're never going to actually get through to people to be like, look, you can see right here. There is nothing there. Entire boats full of people go to Antarctica to visit. Yeah. Nobody's stopping you. There's just nothing there. You'll freeze. Yeah. Real cold. Cold. So they say the globe theory can't explain why poles are colder than the equator. Yes, it can. (laughs) The Earth gets its heat from the sun's rays. And on a globe, Mm -hmm. the sun should be the same size and brightness no matter where you are. The tilt of the axis? Like, (laughs) do Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently, the poles in the flat Earth model are further away from the path of the sun than the poles on our globe. I mean, isn't that essentially the same thing, though? Because it's like the globe, you know, like the arc. Literally... The exact same thing. I think they even think that the sun might be another disc. There are some people who say it's another disc that's just kind of like doing this business. What? It's going to get so confusing that I I implore you to not even try to understand. Well, and it's also kind of like, so like, what difference does it make? Like both realities like means that we're like floating in this like infinite emptiness that is space. Like what difference does it make? But no, because in this reality... There was a real Garden of Eden. God made the flat earth. All of these people are hiding it from us, which means that it is possible for us to be completely free and live in heaven on earth if we just defeat the reptilians. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize that the reptilians really were part of this. Like, I was just saying that to be an asshole. I'm sure it didn't start off as like reptilians. But when you look at the scope of things, you can see how it escalates very quickly where you're like, oh, well, I just believed in the what? Okay, you're taking, oh, you're really going for it. So what? Reptiles? Nothing makes sense. (laughs) What the fuck? 
it's it's just a whole thing. And it gets weirder as you go, as you continue to listen to it. It's a lot of pseudoscience and people talking about stuff that they believe since they've read a lot of books that they fully understand. So it just <laughs> keeps getting weirder and weirder. There is both a black sun and a white sun. The black sun is on the other side of our pancake. The white sun is on our side. At one point, this was the Garden of Eden and the tree of life sprang forth from Antarctica in the Garden of Eden. And then we cut it down magically. I have no idea. But we cut all of the, the tree of life down. But you can okay. still go through the center of the flat earth to the other side where the matrix doesn't exist. And you can just be yourself as an ascended being. What's that even mean? I don't know. And the right. problem is, is I could be getting it totally wrong and it still won't make any sense. No matter how you explain it, you're just like, Wah. I what? guess for me, it's just kind of like, who cares? Like, what difference does it make? Because people want to live forever and they want to live in a heaven on earth. And if you believe that some force is keeping you from living your best life and that it is your job to defeat them so that you can go to the other side of your pancake and live. Do it. Do yeah. it, man. Live on that go other side it. of the pancake. But yeah, the black sun is there. And it's like a yin and yang situation where like everything is balanced. That makes like less than no sense to me because now not only are you saying the earth is flat reptiles are running everything there's a giant ice wall whatever but now you're saying there's an entirely different side that also has shit going on if you can't even see to the edge of your pancake how do you know what's on the other fucking side right and if the earth is flat wouldn't everybody fall off the other side well, it's the ice wall. Don't forget. Oh, the ice wall. Right. Okay. It, it makes sense now. And what we think of as the South Pole is the, the ice wall. So that's keeping everything in, I think. Don't try too hard to understand. I, I am. I'm just going to let go. Like, whatever. <laughs> the Freemasons also are running this shit. So they're keeping you down. They're the man. Are we caught up? Do we understand the science? Definitely. 100%. I'm going to go give a lecture on it. <laughs> Wonderful. So let's talk about the first person to do blood over intent, which is the kind of, I'm calling it a blood sacrifice because it is literally like you're sacrificing a couple of drops of your blood. Don't think of it as like a big bloody ordeal. It's usually just like someone pricking their finger, writing a note saying it out loud, recording it, and putting it on YouTube. <laughs> this guy, Quasi Luminous, a.k.a. Mark Braun, which is his real name, a.k.a. Vance Braun, a.k.a. Superluminous, a.k.a. Superluminous TV, he is widely believed to be the first person to do blood over intent. He said, I put up my blood publicly on December 24th, 2013 at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Christmas Eve. That's when the first blood over intent video entered into the YouTube system. There's no way to verify this. All of his old channels have been deleted by YouTube because he's a dipshit. <laughs> Like, this isn't safe. <laughs> They're like, please no. He just does a lot of shit that's like so mm. questionable. And he's like kind of an asshole. Oh, yeah. His old channels just don't exist anymore. That wasn't his first like claim to fame. His first claim to fame was creating a situation in which he claimed that he was the victim of police brutality and he live streamed the whole thing. Oh, my God. Was he not a victim of police brutality? No. Is he a person of color? No, he's not. As far as I can tell, he's a white dude. He appears to be a white dude. Again, that's like his appearance. He could be any number of ethnicities, but he looks like a white guy. So he's a white guy. And he's likely not being like stereotyped. He, no, 
So on this instance that he's talking about, he suggested that he was like essentially playing knight in shining armor to an elderly neighbor of his, and she was being like domestically abused by her boyfriend, who was an ex-cop. So the woman that he was rescuing ended up filing a protective order against him, as did the man that shared the domicile with her. Oh my so God. <laughs> it kind of appears as though he started some shit. And then he said that he, the police came and said, hey man, you, you, need, you need to get your people out of here. Like you need to get your wife and kid out of here because, you know, they're going to come in and arrest you. Like he got an insider tip that the police were coming for him. Then he started live streaming the minute the police car pulled up. Like the police car was already there when he started live streaming. He was like, I got warned that the police were coming and blah, blah, blah. His elderly neighbor probably said, if you come back here, I'm going to call the cops. Right. And then she called the cops. <sighs> so that's probably how that worked. But he's live streaming the whole time. Like, I'm not a threat to anyone or myself. I'm not a threat to anyone or myself. Are you arresting me? Are you arresting? And he's like combative the whole time. He's like bleeding oh, because he had been shot in what he claimed was an attempted robbery. But what actually was a drug deal gone wrong. Wait, what? He was, sell the the he was selling meth, probably. He oh, was either selling or purchasing meth because previously to this, he had been arrested for probably driving without insurance, I think is what it was. He had an illegal firearm on him. He was in position possession of methamphetamines. And this is like the the trendsetter of this. <laughs> yeah. So this thing. is the guy. And he's also admitted to being a schizophrenic. Oh, my God. When he's live streaming all of this shit, the poor paramedics are like looking at him. And I could only find like this video on the Wayback Machine. So I couldn't find it to actually like record it. It just wouldn't let me. Oh. But when he's recording the paramedics, they're just trying to get basic ass information from him. And he's like, why do you need that? What, you're not going to help me unless I answer you? It's like, I actually need to know this shit. Uh -huh. Oh, my God. So they ended up actually taking him to receive mental help using the Baker's Act. So yeah. he's also claimed to be a single father, but then also claimed to have a wife and kid in the house. He's claimed that the police harassed him so much that his wife and kid left. But it's like, you're actually instigating a lot of problems for yourself. So your wife and kid probably just left. Yeah. He said that he's never been married, but then he also has a, clearly has a wife who he uh -huh. purchased a condo with, who took his last name. Oh my God. So it's like either they were in a domestic partnership and she changed her name or they no, were like full totally, on married. Totally batshit. He's out of his mind. And that's not me saying like, you know, you can't believe anything that he says, but he's a very unreliable narrator. So when he starts calling himself Satan and starts saying he's read all the names in the book of life, and if you want to get on board for that eternal heaven, that eternal happiness, you better put your name in blood, sign your blood oath, get down with a get down, learn that everybody is a reptile. This world is fake. He's the only one with the answers. He knows when the world is going to end. By the way, the world was supposed to end in September. He didn't say anything about that. That's like a thing, just like so many different ideas like I know exactly when the world is going to end I know exactly what's happening it's going to happen in September on this day you mark my words forget I said that you misheard me yeah or it's like the world ended to you because you look like a fucking idiot now or it's like maybe <laughs> it's like no we're just in the matrix man this was like the start of the breakdown of the world which is what another person thinks but we'll get oh into that God. well you do know like the more meth that you consume the closer to God you are you're like, what? 
I'm very busy. I have to go. (laughs) (laughs) When you watch his videos, you will see that he is very stream of consciousness, that he is very crass, that he's very confrontational with his audience that he's not really talking to, but more like talking at. He both calls his audience dead, but then also says that they're necrophiliacs. And I'm, I'm not entirely sure how those two things work together, because can you really be a necrophiliac if you yourself are also dead? None of it makes sense. Well, I mean, I guess to the living. Yeah, but if you're dead and you're fucking another dead person, are you a necrophiliac or are you just... Yeah, dead people having sex. Yeah, so we're dead. Spoiler alert. This is the afterlife. What is this, purgatory? I mean, it, I guess it would be a type of purgatory or a type of like slavery. Like hell. I can understand where someone would reach the conclusion of like, surely this is hell. Surely yeah. there's something else that is not this. I get that. But then following someone who has a business called Mr. Satan's Plumbing, true story, Mr. Satan's Plumbing. Oh my God. That's like a special kind of wishful thinking. (laughs) I don't think that he thinks he's actually Satan. I think that he uses it as like a a marketing ploy, essentially, like an attention-seeking thing. I mean, if you look at it, the whole thing is attention-seeking. From the time that he claims to have stopped an armed robber by being a good guy with a gun and getting Mm -hmm. the NRA on his side to the like ACAB stuff, all of it is just a big ploy for attention, like just a desperate need for eyes to be on him. And he is prolific. He posts constantly. There was a time when he was posting several videos a day and they're all like stream of consciousness and very like, I hate to say it like this, but very methy. (laughs) Yeah. Where you're just like, wow, you need to sleep for at least a few days. You need to drink some water. You need to not be on meth. Mm -hmm. Have a snack. Whatever you're doing, no judgment, but like you need to stop and give yourself a break because your brain is on overload and you are clearly paranoid. He'll feature things that are like clips from movies, clips from news, clips, like any media clips, but he'll also feature himself like saying something and then he'll play it backwards because that's another thing that a lot of flat earthers slash blood over intent believe is that you can hear special messages if you play anything that is spoken backwards. Not true. You hear what you want to hear. When you listen to it, you can tell that he is really reaching. Like it doesn't sound anything like the things that he says it sounds like. You're reading it on the screen because he's telling you what it's supposed to say. So I'm sure a lot of people are like, yeah, I hear it, man. You are Satan. But then he also will get his teenage son to say things on the camera and then he'll play that backwards. And it's clear to me that he, he definitely loves his son. So I'm not suggesting that he doesn't love his son. Yeah. But he also uses his son as a prop in his videos and essentially makes his son say things that I think are like deeply inappropriate. Like his son is a teenager. I don't expect him to be like not saying curse words. Like I think it's stupid to, to expect your kid to never curse around you when it's clear that they're cursing outside the house. I just don't think that any words necessarily need to be off limits unless they're hurtful. But it's like Mm -hmm. the things that he's saying are clearly just scripted from his dad. You are not engaging with your child in a way that is anything but a reflection of you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's read some of the things that he says. So in a Skype call with Gizmodo for their 2018 article on blood over intent, he is quoted as saying, the internet is based on alchemy and your blood is the philosopher's stone. So what separates him from other people is that he actually does not ask for money from people. He literally just wants the attention. 
He just yeah. wants the notoriety. He doesn't claim to be like a cult leader or anything. He's just like given the word because he's Satan. And Satan wants to help you. Okay. People literally believe that he is Satan. And even though he doesn't take worship, he doesn't like give advice. He doesn't take any sort of monetary donation. He's still making all of his money based on people supporting his YouTube, which uh -huh. is very similar. He's still profiting off of them to some degree. But of course, like a lot of people are not going to be into what he's doing, right? Because he is like really out there. So there is another guy who feels a little bit more down to earth in that he looks like he's been rolling in the dirt a lot. <laughs> Before we talk about him, we're going to get to the blood over intent story, which I named after something that Quasi Lumina said, which is blood up or shut up. Okay. Are you cool with seeing like a tiny pinprick of blood? Yes. Okay. So I am going to show one of the rituals just so you get an idea of what it is. It is not gory at all. That doesn't freak me out. Oh my God, this lady looks normal. She does look normal and she has a great accent. So here she is just writing. She pricks her finger and she shows the blood. I don't see why she needed that much, but whatever. Now you see a piece of paper with blood all over it. I intend to bring forth heaven on earth for the benefit of all and release us all from bondage. It's so performative. It seems pretty cut and dry. You write your message, you put your blood on it, and uh, Bob's your uncle, you're in heaven. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, it's kind of bizarre that song and they're all like that so a lot of them have like really like music that doesn't seem to fit with it like one of them had the chromatics like a chromatic song that was like a love song <laughs> part of blood over intent is usually saying this specific thing like i intend to bring heaven on earth and blah 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 freedom all everybody's gonna be happy humanity. exactly <laughs> so very epic people can also add to that and kind of make their intention known so the idea is that the blood activates the sigil which is the piece of paper with like whatever you want to to have happen on it well then couldn't you just do that for everything and then like get what you want all the time <laughs> it seems to me like if you believe that this was a thing that really worked, that you would do that for everything and that's kind of part of the concern as you cipher through them, you see that there are children that are participating in it. There are people who clearly don't quite understand what it is they're getting into. It's just kind of like a trend. Uh huh. It's just this like weird thing where you're like, OK, well, I can see that the intention is not to harm people. A pinprick on your finger, not a big deal. But then when you start to believe that your blood can make anything come true. This is not like about witchcraft. Witchcraft is actually super careful on how they use blood in practice. So they're in no danger of this. This is specifically just for blood over intent. If you start to believe that your blood has that much power and that your blood can make specific things happen in the world, it is entirely possible that you will fall into the, the trap of, like you said, just using your blood for everything. Yeah. And especially with children. Children That's are just... Weird so easily misled and so easily become like hyper focused on weird shit where you're mm -hmm. just like oh you have got to stop because I can see where this is going and it's <laughs> real scary to mommy no <laughs> I'm gonna read to you something from 
our next person that I'm going to talk about, Devin Maggi, but we'll talk more about him later. This is what he said. Me and my blood brethren are not ordinary humanity. We are removing the hexes that have been placed on us since birth. Through blood over intent, our final declaration to the universe that we're here not to play into false realities, but to be bringers of light and truth. Thus, we become aligned with the right principles that will let us drink from the living waters. Everyone who spilled their blood holds the spear of destiny. We are getting to the Holy Grail at the center of the flat earth plane and nothing can stop us. Oh my God. So we're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) There is another lady who actually wrote a summary of Blood Over Intent, and she wrote it because she believes in it. So that being said, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Um, She said, the kingdom of heaven is built with hands of flesh. This is because the physical world dominates the spiritual world. You have a spiritual body anchored to a physical body, and so you have a spirit. Blood Over Intent is the end game of alchemy. It is passage back into paradise, right out on paper. I intend to bring forth heaven on earth, blah, 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 blah. Is it only like valid if you post it on YouTube? Yeah. I mean, you would think that this thing would be valid if you showed it to literally anyone. Like if I were to do blood over intent in front of you without posting it, it would be valid. But this is like a really big deal is to post it online. It's like the best marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh, how strange. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, So they call themselves blood brethren, blood sisters, blood brothers. They call themselves blood thick. And it really feels like a community of people who just want to be in heaven, like right this fucking second. But it's all tied in to this flat earth conspiracy shit. So another thing that Devin Maggi says is this tells us there is a spiritual filter in place at the center vortex, meaning only those who vibrate at frequencies of love and truth can pass through. And after being in this matrix of control for so long, we must signify to the universe that our intent is divine and therefore our passing into Eden won't have negative repercussions. To activate our intent and align it with the vibe of truth, we are engaging in blood over intent. We are spilling our blood over the intent to bring forth heaven on earth, and this will be the spiritual marker that allows us to pass into the Garden of Eden. So you're basically doing a super pinky promise. Yeah, like I remember doing that in elementary. Yeah, there's like blood brothers, blood sisters, Mm -hmm. all of that shit is like, or even thinking about like Catholicism, like you drink the blood of Christ, even though it's like symbolic, it's blood. Totally. For the people who are drinking it, vampires. (laughs) (laughs) All Catholics are vampires. You heard it here. (laughs) Facts. It stretches across flat earth. It stretches across like the Garden of Eden, like any of the like 144,000 like souls that can, you know, go on to heaven on earth after shit goes down, whatever. Reptilian shapeshifters, anything that you can think of, like it's pretty much encompassed in this shit. They also call it the proof of life. Our blood. Yeah. So your blood is like your proof of life. It's like your spiritual currency. Once you spill your blood, you're signing a contract with the Garden of Eden. Okay. (laughs) It's a little intense. There are even people who have said later on, like, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I wish I had never done it. And these fucking blood over intent people go ape on these people. So it's, it's pretty nuts. Like once you're in and once people have taken notice of you, it feels like it's almost impossible to say anything against it because there are just so many people who believe this so strongly that they'll do anything to protect it. Wow. It's kind of impossible to tell how many people have done this because some people do it repeatedly. And for some people, it is like, a, I'm going to do this every day until I'm in heaven, which is a little bit scary. But if you look up blood over intent, you'll see that it's just like 
pervasive. It's fucking everywhere. There are lots of people who say like why blood is powerful and why it's used. And it has everything to do with like your DNA being like your spiritual code and like the blood being the energy in your body. And the energy is like what lives on and demons are attracted to blood. And it's it's weird. I, well, like I, I get it. I don't know. But it's like totally strange. But, you know, you can just say like blood's real powerful. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> So there's another flat earther that I wanted to talk about. But before I talk about him, I want to touch on Mary Barnes Makovich and her 144,000 Hellblazers. So she is another like really big figure in this, but there is actually not a lot of information on her. What I could find is that she's from New Mexico, that she has, I want to say she had four children. One of them died early at the age of 14. So horrible. And I want to say that this was in 2011. No, it was 2015. More recent. Yeah, there's just not a lot of information on her. She seems to be like like a figurehead because a lot of these people are very obsessed with like goddess worship. And she seems to be like the chosen person to receive all of their love and adoration. She's elderly. She lives with her husband, I would guess, at this point. And they make all sorts of videos just constantly constant videos. But that is about as much information as I have on her other than she's like clearly not trusted the government for a very long time. Mm-hmm. She's she just doesn't trust anyone or anything. Yeah. When you think about like internet influences or whatever, it's like you have like what they put out there, but it's not like there's going to be like an informative Wikipedia about who they are. Right. I looked (laughs) everywhere for like real information on this woman beyond just like her talking into a camera. And often you don't see her. You literally just see her like haphazard acrylic paintings that she's made for whatever she's feeling at the moment, which no judgment at all. Like whatever, paint. I love it. You hear her talking about other people being stupid or like how this proves that the flat earth theory is real and talking about her blood brothers and, you know, her 144,000 hellblazers like you. That's what you hear, but you never really see her face. You do see her husband on occasion, but she very rarely turns the camera around to herself. So it's all like she's just this like mystery person. Interesting. Yeah, she's fascinating. Based on what I can see, it seems like she kind of got into it after losing her son. Mm. I also had a hard time finding information on like what exactly happened to him. Either way, 14 years old, tragedy. Like random people. Yeah, 14 years old, tragedy. That's not ever going to be anything that's not like, oh, this was never supposed to happen. You don't die at 14 years old or you'd hope that people don't. So whatever happened, it is a tragedy. But if it was something that was especially unexpected then I can Mm -hmm. see where that might put someone over the edge and be like, fuck yeah, heaven on earth, let's go. Totally, because it's like when somebody's ripped from your life, it's like, there can't be a God. And right, you know, why would this happen to me? It's either there can't be a God, why would this happen to me? Or there has to be some way that I can get this back. Mm -hmm. Like there has to be something else out here that I can rely on. That's sad. Yeah, it's real sad. So... Mm -hmm. That's Mary Barnes Makovic. Now we're going to talk about our dude, Devin Maggi. So his name is Devin Elon Maggi. He, again, is kind of difficult to nail down. A lot of these people are. For some reason, Mark Braun, quasi-luminous, is like, he is an open book. You can learn <laughs> anything you want to know about him. No secrets between sailors. But Devin Maggi and Mary Barnes, they've got their shit on lock. 
it seems like they don't really want people to know about their family life mm-hmm. or like anything that's happened to them. I'm sure in their inner circle, they're more open or like if someone's like a supporter, then they'll be more open to talking about their experiences in life. But pretty difficult to find interviews where they're just on the level like, hey, this is what happened in my life. This is how I got to this place. So Devin Maggi was born in Michigan, and he was born to what appears to be a fairly typical middle-class Jewish family. Both parents were doctors. Seems like they went through a pretty ugly divorce based on court records that I found. But other than that, (laughs) and I can see where like a divorce when they were that young is quite challenging. So he was born in 91. I want to say I I saw court records from them from 95 and they were triplets, Danielle, Dylan and Devin, all D's. (laughs) That's a that's a thing. Yeah, it seems like, you know, having a divorce that early can really hurt a family in ways that you don't notice until it's like much later. Obviously, if I can't find like a specific like, hey, this is my life story, then I'm not going to have much more than like what I can see on paper. All I have is a paper trail. So that's just my way of saying if I'm getting any of this wrong, it's not because I want to be disrespectful to his family or to his life. I want to be as clear as I can. There is no real information. There's no storyline. There's no his side. There's no family Mm -hmm. saying this is what happened, you know? So this Mm -hmm. is just what I've gleaned from the research that I've done. Okay. That's my disclaimer. Better safe than sorry, right? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, other than that, their life seems to have been probably fairly normal. I'm sure divorce was not easy and it seems that there was some custody issues. Typical like divorcing family shit, right? Not fun. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that anything horribly untoward happened in his life. That doesn't mean it didn't. We just don't know. His doctor was a pediatrician or his doctor, his dad was a (laughs) pediatrician and ENT surgeon. He died, I want to say in 2019. He seems to have been very loved. His his mom is actually still a doctor in Oregon. I'm not going to say her name or what she does because she is still practicing medicine and there is absolutely Mm -hmm. zero reason to bring her into this. But she lives in Portland, Oregon, in the Portland, Oregon area, at least as far as I can tell. She seems to be doing very well for herself. She clearly very much loves her kids. Her kids always visit her. She has posts about them and everything else. So it's all lovely family stuff. Unfortunately, when the triplets were 18, Dylan, which, you know, was the other boy. So there was Dylan, Danielle and Devin who were talking about. Dylan Mm -hmm. passed away of an accidental drug overdose. Mm -hmm. So this was like right after he graduated high school. Very sudden. Yeah. Like really fucking awful. I can't even imagine how that must have affected not only the the remaining triplets, but the parents. Like, what do you even oh do with God. yourself? Yeah. This is another instance where I'm just like, okay, so we've got someone who is clearly dealing with some mental and emotional issues. We've got someone who lost her son at 14. We've got a person who has dealt with loss at least twice in his life. Mm-hmm. To me, this is like prime real estate for developing a healthy like conspiracy theory or like Mm -hmm. wanting to develop something where you believe that there is a way to make everything better for yourself. Totally. It's like your world gets turned upside down. So your world becomes flat. From Devin Maggi's own website, Devin Maggi is an orator, mystic, musician, and philosopher based out of Portland, Oregon. He's not in Portland anymore. Blending together hermetic, Gnostic, Christian, and Eastern teachings, he has reached thousands of people worldwide through his YouTube videos. Here's what I can tell about Mr. Devin Ellen Maggi. Elon, sorry, not Ellen. 
So he has also gone by AKA Flat Earth Paradise, AKA Hermes Trismegistus, ah. Greek name. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot about him. He's practiced a lot of like fringe belief systems. He's definitely been a sun gazer because he fully subscribes to the whole like white sun, black sun thing mm -hmm. and he believes that all of your like spiritual energy belongs in like the white sun so if when you gaze into it you whatever it's fucking stupid okay. don't stare into the sun i can't say this enough yeah it's not smart so some other things that he believes so he fully subscribes to the matrix the idea that our world is a construct mm -hmm. he also believes that the simulation that we are engaged in uh, reflects back on itself through the media that it presents us. So when you watch a movie like John Wick, that is the simulation basically representing the reality and then reflecting it back to you so that you can look at it and it can see itself through your eyes. He likes to mention the James Cameron. What's the like blue aliens one? Avatar. Yeah. So he's mentioned Avatar in a few videos. He always suggests that it's like he's talking about it because these are emanations from spirit or these are like, this is the way that spirit is able to relate to you. Hmm. Through film. Through film. So all of this is real. So he's mentioned like Superman. He clearly watches a lot of TV and movies. And that's <laughs> that's no shade. No shade at all. I fucking love TV and movies. Me too. But I don't look at TV and movies and, and think, oh, well, this is spirit talking to me. Yeah, <laughs> totally. They're very tall blue people. So one of the things that he said was that the movie Avatar represented fully the tree of life. Because, you know, there's like, is it Awa? Awe? Yeah, I mean, there is that tree. There's that tree with like the yeah. connection to the spirit. And when you cut down the tree or damage the tree, then it damages your connection to the spirit. So he's like, oh, yeah. well, this is proof. Spirit's talking to us. Spirit's saying this is a thing. It doesn't feel like he's relating it as like an example or like a metaphor. It's like very it's much like this is, this is spirit talking to us. In James Cameron's avatar, oh, spirit God. said... <laughs> This is a thing. So what does that make James Cameron? Is James Cameron God? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've always suspected. <laughs> I have always suspected. Case closed. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, we've been presented with many allegories, many symbols within action films, adventure films, children's films, in TV shows, et cetera, et cetera. And these have been literal emanations from spirit. What we observe as the actors and the directors and, oh, there's a whole cast and they went to this location. And that is the residual result of spirit processing itself in a format in which it can interact with itself. Okay. So there's that. Sure. <laughs> But because there is this idea that spirit is interacting with us in this way and that we're also part of like a weird larger sim simulation, COVID-19 is not real and people aren't really getting sick because the only people getting sick are the simulations, not the real people. Dangerous. And anyone who doesn't believe, and, and this is me like paraphrasing based on like what I understand from listening to literally hours of this fucking gibberish. Anyone who doesn't believe the things that he believes are probably simulations, therefore not real people. Therefore, you don't really have to care about them. Oh, God. It's okay, you guys. The simulation is panicking, and that's why it's creating the news stories. And that's why it's, it's talking about COVID-19. 
what does 19 represent? And then he does like these numerical charts and it's like, oh my God, you dipshit. COVID-19, 2019. I'm just like speechless. And like, honest to God, I can understand if you think that in the back of your head, but to not have the self-awareness to say, I probably shouldn't say this shit out loud. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that tells me you were on a different, you, you have just passed all the levels and you need Mm -hmm. to stop. There are no more levels. You're done. Mm -hmm. There is one thing that he did. And I want to say that this was in 2018. He created a project called the SEAL Project in which he got people to fund him in a trip to Antarctica where he could prove that there was a hole in the middle of the pancake. How did that go? He didn't go. Oh, no. He just (laughs) took everybody's money. He took everybody's money and then he was like, "Mm, no, no. And that's probably the smartest thing he's ever done because what the fuck would you do when you had to prove what you spent somebody's money on? But what did everybody do about him taking all their money? I think he went through like Indiegogo or something like that. So if he ended up not doing it, I hope they got their money back. But still, like people in good faith donated their fucking money. That's insane. And then he was just like, no, 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 no. Smartest thing he's ever done. Yeah. I just imagine him like (laughs) trekking through Antarctica for like weeks and being like, oh, shit. Right. Oh, shit. Oh, (laughs) shit. Oh, no. (laughs) And people being like, so how's the trip? Find the Garden of Eden yet? He's like, So after that, there was this uh, website that had basically been covering all of his antics. They covered that he took the website down and they didn't know if he actually ended up getting the money or if he just like canceled the trip and was like absconding with the money. I think he probably just canceled the trip. Shortly thereafter, his dad died. I don't know how he died. So it is entirely possible that his dad got sick. And that's why he canceled. canceled, This is, again, just me guessing based Mm -hmm. on the timeline. The website Flat Earth Lunacy posted that he had sent them a message to just state, I have recently turned away from Flat Earth mysticism and being a YouTuber. My channel Flat Earth Paradise is now deleted and I have zero plans to go back to conspiracy Flat Earth content. Regarding the project, it failed and thus all money was refunded to the donors. No questions asked. So this is all just based on his word. And the reason that I say this is because Flat Earth Paradise was still up. (laughs) (laughs) He just lied. Why? He sent them this in September 21st, 2018. And by December 28th, it was still up. So it's like, if he lied about that, what else was he lying about? Was he posting new stuff? I'm not entirely sure, to be honest with you. And they don't post anything about that. Because maybe he just like didn't know how to like stop having a website until like the domain you know, like he seems like he might be that kind of dude. <laughs> he might be the kind of dude who's like, I deleted it. What's deleting it? <laughs> I stopped posting. It's like, no, that's yeah. not the same thing, bro. So after that monumental failure, he actually ended up moving to the Portland area, I assume to live with his mom because they shared an address for a little bit. Yeah, shortly after the SEAL project failed, it looks like he moved to Portland. So it could have been like directly after, it could have been like just right before. It was kind of hard to tell on the timeline. He moved to Portland. It looked like he lived with his mom for a little bit. But then after the death of his dad, he ended up purchasing a beautiful property in Selma, Oregon. And he started releasing videos. I'm just videos. thinking about those video, that video. <laughs> oh my God. I will post snippets of it. Um, obviously for copyright reasons, we can't post like 
big chunks, but I'll mm-hmm. post like choice. The perfect moments. Choice aspects of, of this man's talk. He is handsome. You know what? Without the beard, he is very handsome. And he yeah. was at one point, like, I guess, kind of an emo guy. And oh, he was like an it. emo musician. It's kind of like looking at Pete Davidson where you're like, nah, you're like too young and like too wild <laughs> for me. But I can see the appeal. Yeah. Totally. Like he's got big lips. He's got like, and I'm talking about Devin right now, but this also applies to Pete. (laughs) (laughs) He's got like big lips. He's got like a baby face. He's got these big eyes, like nice hair. You're just like, well, yeah, Uh I can see that. Yeah. He does have like a God vibe. I don't like the beard, but whatever. (laughs) Not my face. Not my problem. (laughs) He used to post these like awkward long videos of like just silence. And I I can understand the point of learning to be comfortable with eye contact is a lot easier when you're looking at someone through a screen. And it's still kind of uncomfortable practicing eye contact through a screen like it you kind of like want to look off to the side a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So I understand the point of it. And I'm not like judging it on that. I'm just saying like based on what we know, and then seeing that you're just like, (laughs) are you gonna murder someone? Are you tricking us into watching a murder? (laughs) <laughs> so there's that. And I will post some of that for sure. Shortly after purchasing this big, beautiful property that has a glorious looking fucking three bedroom, two bath house built in 2002. It has like a couple of other units, like a, a guest house and efficiency unit, which I would assume would be in the same house. Who knows? It kind of looks like there are several buildings, essentially. But there's this like landscaped garden. There are all these like paved pathways. Like it's very idyllic. But then he'll also say things like it's very park like, but it's surrounded by woods. And it gives like a slightly off putting and murdery vibe. Right. I feel less safe now. Um. (laughs) it's on 14 acres so no one will hear you and he can bury you wherever obviously I don't think he's a murderer yet (laughs) a 2017 event listing in Portland said like beer but hate science because apparently the flat earthers were having an event in a Portland brewery called the lucky Labrador past that it doesn't look like he's done a whole lot of like flat earth related stuff in Portland that is like he's definitely still been releasing his stupid videos he's gonna do what he's gonna do based on what I could find it doesn't look like he really engaged in the Portland flat earth groups about his new property which he has named Sophia Sanctuary is not related to the Eugene location of Sophia Sanctuary, which is a like legit nonprofit. Why, why did he do that? I mean, Eugene is so close to Portland. I have no idea. Well, he's four hours south of Portland. So I think that he just assumes because... I mean, isn't that kind of the same distance? I mean, to Eugene? I don't think it's a good move, but also he's not forming an actual LLC. He's essentially just inviting people to live on his property and listen <laughs> to him talk. <laughs> <laughs> to do chores on occasion. Yeah. He did name it Sophia Sanctuary. Who's Sophia? Sophia is the, the Greek word for wisdom, I believe. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. And there are lots of Sophia Sanctuaries all across the world. So this is not like a special name, but I do think that it's a little bit weird that he chose that without doing a cursory search. Like if you're going <laughs> to call it that, you could maybe say also known as instead of saying, you know, this is the actual name of the property. The one that's kind of like a cult. Yeah, the right? one that's kind of like a cult but like not really (laughs) (laughs) so about the space he said this space should be one for cleansing for emotional integration for ascension baby that's what it's all about that's what it says for ascension baby so there's no website 
for this actual space. So that's let me be clear said. on that. That's what he said on his video introducing the space, like right after he purchased it. He says weird shit like they can lick my hermetic balls. He's very all over the map. He'll, he'll go from one instance and being like very Christ-like and very thoughtful in the way that he talks. And you can tell that he puts on a certain voice when he makes his YouTube videos in his bathroom or wherever. <laughs> But then he'll like slip into his real self that is clearly like a little bit more crass and a little <laughs> bit more along the lines of like quasi-luminous. But it almost sounds like he's rehearsed it a little bit. It's like humanizing him. He wants to be the type of leader that people think can make them laugh. Bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that Bikram guy was like that too. Absolutely. Where it's like you can only play a role for so long. And then you start dropping it like a little at a time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's playing a role entirely. It could be that this is just him. And in which case, God help him because <laughs> it's very off-putting. I sent it to my friend Angela and she said, there's no way this is real. This has to be like performance art. And I was like, no, dude, this is like a real person who has been doing this for years. I promise mm -hmm. you. And she was like, this looks so fucking fake. There's no way. It's like that video on YouTube that that went around for a while called You, where it's clearly just two kids on X, like making what they think is a very deep expression of their love and like editing it and posting it to YouTube. And it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> You're just like, oh, like they say, yeah, we met at Whole Foods or something like that. You're buying broccoli. You're buying rosé. Like, wow. <laughs> like you could not see that. You could not make up a better example of that kind of person. <laughs> he reminds me of that where you're just like, there's no way you're real. There's no way. But, you know, it could be him. Who knows? So he says about his new uh, sanctuary, Sophia Sanctuary, not related to the Eugene place. He says, I offer this place as an abode for those who are seeking some refuge from the craziness of the modern world now. Sophia means wisdom. This represents the eternal feminine spark which matter springs from. It's all about the wisdom which is attained through self-actualization, which is God-actualization. This sanctuary is drug-free, tobacco-free, alcohol-free, animal product-free, and internet-free. Boring. <laughs> this <laughs> sanctuary fucking sucks. <laughs> it's a very park-like atmosphere, but at the same time, it's quite heavily wooded. One of the things that I found on like some of the Reddit threads that I was looking at, some random Redditor said, at the very end, is that the green man? Is that where the sacrifices will take place? What the fuck? Please, no one go here. <laughs> it does look like that's a place where things are going to be sacrificed. Oh so he's looking God. for members, if anyone's interested. I'm not going to tell you his email address because that's not for me to say. But he says, so for those interested, send me a message at redacted and please be eloquent. Tell me about yourself, about your journey, what attracts you to such a place. Include a picture or even a video. That would be wonderful. This is not a property for children or pets, and this is definitely not a property for any sort of material indulgence. This is a place of rest, but equally of discipline. Those who would like to visit are absolutely expected to be first and foremost about their ascension. That means I'm going to make you do some work around this big property that I purchased. Yeah. I want you to relax, but like not too much because we need to rake everything. It's a big property. It's a, a really big of. property. I need all the help I can get. I didn't think this through. I want good looking people. Mm -hmm. I don't want to fuck you. 
but I will watch you fuck each other. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. I'm God. Does he not want to fuck them? I have no idea. He says that he's hermetic, which, you know, usually involves like uh, keeping yourself from like luxuries. So that could very well be one of them. Is sex a luxury? That's considered a self-sacrifice if you if you choose not to have relations with people that that can be part of your hermetic lifestyle. So that's like the opposite of that guy, the Waco guy who is just like, well, you guys can't have sex with your wives, but I can have sex with all of them. And I hate it when I do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing it for you. Yeah, you're welcome. It's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) He probably thinks that he has the best of intentions. I do find all of this questionable. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I don't think that asking for a picture or a video from someone who is going to live on your property is outrageous. But in the context of everything else, it's a little sus. Yeah, for sure. So is he dangerous? Probably not right now. Are we looking at a potential cult? I feel like maybe. Obviously, it's it's based on whether or not he can keep himself together, because I'm sure that he would be able to lead people to not have a horribly abusive and awful life. Well, just because something's like different doesn't mean it's necessarily like bad. It's just a matter of how far can you have people up your ass before you're like, mm, yeah, I am really great, though. Mm-hmm, for sure. I'm going to start taking more control because what I'm doing over here Real good. I'm going to mm-hmm. help you ascend. Can you and then, rake like, the more? Weird stuff happens. You know, people always think that you join a cult. You don't join a cult. You join a movement. Mm-hmm. Every single cult that I've looked into had like amazing first intentions. Jonestown is considered one of the biggest tragedies. And they started off assisting the elderly, building homes where they could live happily. I think it's kind of what you're saying. It's like somebody gets too much power and then like starts acting weird. Yeah. And you can usually see that it's coming. Like you can see the personalities that are just ripe for it. Where it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, you already have this thing going on. So when you get that power, if you don't regulate yourself pretty heavily, you are absolutely going to turn into a monster. I actually learned recently Nixon during his law career had a judge tell him he was absolutely lacking in morality. Mm. So it's like he was already the person he was going to be. It's not like the power of the presidency did that to him. He just had like more ability. Yeah, it gave him the ability to like really explore the space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this man, Devin, has a lot of space to explore and maintain. <laughs> so we'll see how many people get buried in that property. Oh my gosh, let's apply. I think we should wait until this comes out and then apply. <laughs> Listen, uh, we don't want to like hurt your feels, but also can we like live in one of your guest houses? Because... <laughs> We need a break. You never know, right? Wait, so you said no kids? I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) Right. I'm coming today. (laughs) But yeah, that's all I have for you. It was hard to find all the information. It's challenging to get any solid answers on any of it because it's so fucking secretive and weird. Well, it's just like out there. Oh, I did have one more thing that I wanted to show you because I think this like really defines all of it. So this was from the documentary on Netflix called Behind the Curve. Oh, yeah, I think I watched this. I'm going to play it because it really just sums up everything that they believe and why you are never going to be able to explain anything to them. But And this lady, she's like a big deal. She has like a podcast, right? Yeah. So she is like primarily a flat earther. She is not involved in the blood cult shit. This is why it is not possible for people to talk any sense to them or to like give them any evidence. It's like she explains it so well that there's nothing that I can say that's going to be better than this. So I'll play it. 
I'm a conspiracy realist, but there's conspiracies about me. I look at episode 54 of Patricia Steer. These people I hired by section heads and supervisors in supervisor roles at NASA, the NSA, the FBI, CIA. These aren't regular people. Started off with me being called a shill, uh, as if I'm doing this for money. And then I was called a flat earth honeypot to bring men into flat earth and then she's very pretty guys the wrong way because my yeah. last name is steer so what patricia does is she's so pretty it says does patricia steer display sociopathic narcissistic behavior patterns many now think so like this guy <laughs> this <laughs> fucking douche name would be spun into the fact that the last three letters are cia in the word patricia which oh my god because the government would be that dumb. But okay, if you want to believe it. Uh, other things that have been said that I'm a reptilian and people see my eyes shape shift while I'm on YouTube, that I drink blood. The most recent one is- She's vegan. Transgender. I mean, I, I even threw up a question one day, what's up with Patricia Steer, you know? Cause I don't know, but um, I don't know. Now, the thing about all of these things is I can't prove any of it wrong. I could and have shown people my birth certificate, my driver's license, photos of myself as a child, and they'll say, well, if you're CIA, all of that stuff can be constructed. Oh, my God. I still say you don't have a real but family. But wait, the kicker comes at the end. There's nothing that I can do. So anybody can believe whatever they want to believe about me. But I wonder if in their hearts, people who do that know they're lying. Or are they so conspiratorial that they actually believe it? Then it makes me worry about maybe things I believe in. Am I like another version of that? Mm. Oh, honey. It's so intense. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's all of it. There's no hope, you guys. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Yeah, I wish I had something like positive to end this on other than just like, please don't get murdered in the woods in Oregon by some like <laughs> Jesus looking motherfucker. I, I watched so many videos of literal astrophysicists trying to give evidence and mathematical equations and say, okay, here are all the ways that you're misunderstanding this specific thing. And it doesn't matter what anyone mm -hmm. says. Yeah, I've seen these too. And also in that that movie you were just sharing. Yeah. It doesn't even matter if they produce evidence to the contrary on their own. They still don't believe it. They don't want to. So there's no point in arguing. I guess it's just like I'm in the camp of like, believe what you want to believe, you know, like just like don't shove it down other people's throats. Like just who cares? But then like, do you feel like you're shoving it down other people's throats if you are calling what you think is a crisis actor? Like if you are already making that leap to say like the people who are getting sick with COVID are simulations, they're not real people. Well, and then you call up like somebody who's lost family and like yell at them. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. If I, mean, I thought for a minute that my government was responsible for creating tragedies 
to keep me scared and submissive, I would be fucking furious. So I don't blame them if that's what they honestly think. But I I feel like when you pair it with everything else, you have to at some point say, oh, wow, I've really committed to a lot of stuff here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not all of this. I can't be doing all of this right. But these people must think the same thing about us. I can understand like I, I have definitely like without skepticism bought into a lot of things that I I now am going to be a little bit more like I'm not going to be conspiratorial about it. Like I don't think that there's some big conspiracy that the earth is actually a pancake and that this was done by reptile people. But I do think it's worth looking into like, how do we know that the earth is round? Yeah. Like, what's the science behind it? That's interesting. Mm -hmm. When did we start to think that the earth was round? Mm -hmm. Like, how long has this been going on? Why is the weather? Magnets, what are those? Mm -hmm. It's worth being more interested in than we are naturally. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's legitimate, but there's got to be a balance for fuck's sake. Yeah, I don't even know what to say. It's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. It's weird. But so is just like living on a planet. Yeah. And the other thing is like, this is no more crazy than about 90% of religions out there. Like Mm -hmm. if you dig too far, most religions have some really weird shit where you're like, ooh, ooh, no. Uh, that's not okay. You lost me there. <laughs> but the problem is most religions have enough years behind them to be like, yeah, we don't endorse that aspect of this anymore because X, Y, Z. For sure. Yeah. This is like at the beginning. So, you know, in 300 years, maybe blood over intent is going to be a super legit, like still a little bit weird, but not like crazy religion. It's not there yet. <laughs> nope. Still real crazy. Only time will tell. But yeah, if you're looking to join a fun new cult in the middle of nowhere where no one can hear you scream. Link in bio. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, do you know what you're going to do next? What you got for us? As I mentioned last time, I did all that stuff about the radium girls. So again, I there's a chance that we're going to talk about that. But I'm also interested in all these new sex trafficking laws Ooh. and how they're like misguided. To be clear. We're not into sex trafficking. No, no, they're misguided in the sense that they're actually causing more problems. Yeah. For sex workers. (laughs) For people who are doing it because they choose to. Yeah. So I'm pretty interested in learning more about that. So I figure like, why not kill two birds with one one stone and like learn a little bit more and share it with you guys. But depending on, you know, my life, it might just be about the radium girls. So we'll see. Here's another opportunity for me to say only time will tell. I think I've said that like three three times already. I want to get you to say it at least one more time before we leave. So let's see if we can reach that milestone. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys, you have been listening to I Read a Thing. You can find us back two Fridays from now with another banger that might make you depressed, might make you angry. Another banger. Time will tell. (laughs) (laughs) Only time will tell. Um, you can find out more about us on our website, iReadAThing.com. You can also find us on Instagram at iReadAThingPodcast. And we have a YouTube channel where if you want to see a, like, listen, it's still a cut version of this episode, but it's like a less cut version of this episode. More chatty. You can find us on our YouTube channel. Yeah, I wonder if we should have a TikTok. Oh my God. What would we even do? I don't know. I tried to have one. I mean, I have one. I posted one dance and that's it. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't get it. 
There are some TikToks where it's literally just someone like looking at something that another person does and every once in a while just a faint smile will pass their lips. And I feel like that's the kind of TikTok that I can really, <laughs> that I can really get into. Like where I'm just like looking at someone and being like, hmm, we're duetting. <laughs> yeah. You're doing all the work and I'm just going. Uh. I know there's like slut shaming and stuff in those duets. It's kind of stupid. I mean, don't be a dick. Moral you of get the on story. TikTok and put your butt on there. Get on TikTok and put your butt on there. Yeah, do it. It's for butts and cats. But I guess like, if you want to complain about it, that too. But just don't do it in the duet. That's mean. Yeah, that's so rude. Ugh. Yeah. We're shitbags. But yep. yeah, find us on YouTube. We are not on TikTok yet. <laughs> but if we are on TikTok, you can look forward to a lot of this. <laughs> and just me dancing. Emma dancing, but not to music, and just me looking at somebody else while they do something that's very interesting. <laughs> will we go viral? Only time will tell. Oh! <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry for your ears. <laughs> All right, you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. See you soon. Okay, bye. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>